became my prayer I will stay in prayer When I leave this world I will go in prayer I came by prayer I will stay in prayer When I leave this world I will go in prayer So I will
Footsteps, and we want to enter your rest. Thank you, Lord. All right, if you can hear me, just type thank you, Jesus, five times. As you type it, it will be good if you can say it with your mouth and your heart. Make sure it's five. It will be good if your mouth and your heart can say thank you, Jesus, sincerely. Thank you, Jesus. Just for one moment. Just think about this. Thank you, Jesus. Make sure it's five. Thank you, Jesus. Make sure it's five. Be, be intentional about it. Let your heart say it to him. Thank you, Jesus. All right. We're not supposed to be meeting today, but I sense in my spirit that God has a word for someone. And being that we are fasting, it is important that um, we also come online to pray. All right, we're not supposed to be meeting on Tuesdays. We're not supposed to be meeting on Tuesdays. So take the opportunity very serious. Father, thank you. How many of you are fasting? How many of you are fasting? Be truthful in the name of Jesus. How many of you are fasting with us? One, two, three, four, five, six. Only six persons are fasting out of 27 of you online. Seven, eight, nine, ten. So how about just 11 persons fasting? So what are you doing? I announced it on Sunday that we're fasting. Huh? So apparently 12 people, some people are not online, but out of all of us online, just 12 persons are fasting. If you know me, you know me very well, very well. If you are sure you know me very well, you should know that two things that are part of my assignment in ministry is fasting and prayer. If you're listening to me, there are things you will never 
in one week, in one month, not hear from me. One is prayer, two is fasting, three is giving, four is honor. If you can sit on these four principles, Charlie, it's impossible for you to fall. If I thought you were on the floor, you will rise back. I don't care to know the whether it's your health, your finance, your career. I don't care. If you can sit on these four balanced principles, prayer, fasting, giving, and honor, my friend, there's no door that can never open to you. I'm not saying you are doing them for fun. You're just doing them. You've mastered them. You are doing them from the ground of revelation. No, There's no door that can't open for you. There's no place you can assist. But joke with them at your own peril. Joke with fasting at your own peril. Joke with prayer at your own. Yeah, I'm not talking about the kind of religious prayer we pray, oh, because I have to pray it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a, a prayer that is heartfelt, fellowship with the Father, sincere, genuine fellowship. You know, whenever you came, come to the place of prayer, you spoke with God, you talk with God. Yeah, that's the kind of prayer I'm talking of. Not the one that, oh, if I don't pray, my pastor will not ask me, um, did I pray today? And um, will not be like, uh, I don't want anybody to ask me. I now say, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking of. I'm talking about you knowing that God hears you. And whenever you you are convinced, you don't need anybody, even what you are going through, there's no need to convince you that God is not hearing you. Most of you now, because of what you're going through, your conclusion is that God does not hear you. So you don't pray personal prayer anymore. Your focus now is always looking for who we pray for. you believing that God hears other people more than you. That's not true. But until that mindset change, until you get the revelation that God hears you, nothing changes. And I will advise you, go through the podcast. If you don't know how to do it, Ask somebody to show you. Go through the podcast. Listen to the teachings we've done. Over 100. Almost 120 teachings. Listen through them. Teachings on prayer, on fasting, on honor. I think I've not really done a lot of teaching on honor. On fasting, on giving. And you will realize that you begin to do a lot of things with understanding and revelation. So don't just come gather here. We pray. Right now, most of you are preparing for work. Some of you are on your way to work. Maybe some are already at work. Some of you are sleeping in the country you are in. So you just come online. We are busy online. And you are busy to work. So you're just listening in and out. The evening while you come online, you're already feeling sleepy. And next thing you, you don't listen to teachings. You can you can never grow like that. Trust me. You can. I didn't say you may not. You can never grow like that. And most of you just want prayer. These problems just go away. These problems just go Every time you don't sit on the word, if the problem goes, a bigger one will come back or the same problem will come back. Every time you don't sit with the word, you don't sit on the word, you don't sit under the word. If the problem at all goes, it will come back or a bigger one will come back. So what helps you push it out and keep it far is knowledge. Hosea 4 verses, my people are perished for lack of knowledge, not lack of prayer. Not lack of prophecy, not lack of fasting. What prophecy bring? Prophecy cannot maintain it. It has to be maintained with knowledge and wisdom. What prayer bring? Prayer cannot completely maintain it. 
It has to be protected with wisdom and knowledge. What sacrifice bring? Sacrifice cannot completely maintain it. So, for example, now you're trusting God. I've, I've, I've made people give sacrifice, and they got they got pregnant. But it was not the sacrifice that preserved the pregnancy. They have to go for antenata. They have to be careful not to eat what they have to eat. So imagine somebody who gives a seed, get pregnant, and begin to drink uh, a bottle of whiskey, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one in the evening. And she jumps from two-story building up and down, up and down, up and down. Her sacrifice will soon become useless. It very soon the sacrifice she made will become useless. I've had I've simply had people give sacrifice and they got married. Sacrifice will not protect the marriage. It will be of essence that the moment, even before the man comes around, they learn to take their bath, they learn to brush their teeth, they learn to make nice hair, they learn to cook and do other things that are necessary. So if they give sacrifice, a man comes in, they are married, they can't cook, they can't bathe, they can't clean the house. They will definitely lose the man because the wisdom in that area is missing. That is how it works. So the moment you are not seated, sitting on that teachings, you are missing out on that aspect where you would get the right knowledge and wisdom to protect yourself out of what you are supposed to be out from. So it's important. It's important. So I want us to pray because we are fasting. That's the main reason why I came on this morning. And if you are not doing the fasting religiously, you are doing the fasting by means of fellowship. You are doing the fasting. Let me give you three reasons why we fast. Three reasons why we fast. And let's pray. Can I? Or we should just pray. We should just pray. Everybody is quiet. Should we just pray? Or I should give you three benefits of fasting and we pray. We show us the ancient path. Who will lead us along the town of highway? We want to walk in the ways of Jesus. We want to enter your rest. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, sweet Jesus. You are amazing, Lord. You are amazing, Lord. You are amazing, Lord. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, sweet Jesus. I love you. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I see someone's lost 
finances have been restored. Lost finances have been restored. Your money and financial opportunities that have been tied, they are being loosed. In the name of Jesus. All right. The first reason and benefit of fasting is fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The first reason and benefit of fasting is benefit is fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Acts 13. Verse 2 and 3. Okay, let's get to 4. Acts 13, 2 to 4. Quick, let's make it very quick so that we'll get back to prayer. As they ministered to the Lord. That's what they ministered to the Lord. is talking about fellowshipping with God. Fellowshipping with God. Now they are not ministering to themselves. As I'm teaching now, I am ministering to you. Now, let's understand that our prayer, our fasting comes on two grounds. There are times... You can pray for 10 hours, but you minister to yourself. There are times you can pray for 40 hours, but you minister to yourself. And let me tell you the difference between two of them, ministering to yourself and ministering to the Lord. Now, when I come in the place of prayer and I'm asking God, what do you have for my future? What about my destiny? What should I do about my career? What should I do about this? What should I do about that? Oh God, I want to get married. Father, bless me. All I'm doing, I'm ministering to myself and for myself. But when I come to the place of prayer, Father, what is your desire for Africa this season? What is your desire for Ghana this season? Oh God, what about the souls? What do we do? Father, the Muslim community, how do we win them? Father, we need money for kingdom expansion. Father, what is it that you want to do this season that you need men? Lord, I'm available. Lord, if you are looking for somebody you can use to heal the sick, Lord, I am available. Oh, Father, thank you. Father, thank you. You are a good God. You are a powerful God. You are a man. And all I'm doing is going after the heart and the agenda of the Father. That is ministering unto God. I am not adding my personal desire. I'm not adding my personal need. I'm not asking for anything. I'm not demanding for anything. Not because I don't have. Now, this where sacrifice comes in the place of prayer. I have my personal needs. I have my problems. I have my requests. I drop them and I focus on the heart of God. So this year, Bible came in and Matthew says that there is a seek ye first the kingdom 
And this writer said, and all other things shall be added. If you can learn to seek God's own first, genuinely, you will discover that your own is not difficult. But 90% of people are blinded by their own problem that they ignore fellowshipping with God. In the place of fellowship, you don't ask for your own. In the place of fellowship, you don't ask for your own. So the first essence of fasting and prayer is for fellowship. So the scripture we read, it said, and they ministered to the Lord and fasted. I wish you could repost it for me. They ministered to the Lord and they fasted. What happened next? The Holy Ghost said. So when you minister to God, can you repost my scripture, please? I've told you once we are reading, if people's comment, push it up, then repost it for me. I want KJV, not NIV or any other version. KJV will tell you why they were worshipping the Lord and fasting. Alright? So they were doing worship and fasting. Worship and fasting. The Holy Ghost spoke. So hearing God is not one special art or one uh, science class. Hearing God is a product of ministering to God. Ah, Pastor, how do I hear God? How do you hear God? It's simple. Start ministering to God. Oh, Lord, we bless you. Oh, Lord, we adore you. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the price you paid. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for your creation. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you, Lord, for Ghana. Thank you, Lord, for the police. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. Father, you focus on worshiping. You focus on thanksgiving. You focus on intercession. There is no way you will not hear God. But the problem is that our personal prayer, ministering to ourselves, is clouded with our anxiety. It's clouded with our personal demands. So the next thing that happened was that the Holy Ghost spoke and said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. So that they, when you begin to minister to God, the Holy Ghost will talk to you and start giving you instructions on the things to do. Start giving you instruction. Oh, I don't know what to do because you are not ministering to God. Verse 3, And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Verse 4, So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from there, from thence they sailed to Cyprus. So you see their ministry became easy. They knew the next step to take. They knew what to do. Why? The Holy Ghost spoke. But how did the Holy Ghost speak? They were ministering to God. I'm not saying don't have your prayer, personal prayer request. If you don't have your own personal desire and request, I don't know what is wrong with you. But what I'm saying is put God first. Understand the concept of seeking God first in all you do. Matthew 63, seek ye first the kingdom of God. That thing surrounds every aspect of your life. When you get into a business, 
and the first thing you are asking, what I'm about to do, will God be pleased? When you get to the place of prayer, you, you seek God's own first. You get into a relationship, you are looking out for how your relationship will please God first. You are getting a job, you are checking out how your job can please God first. You are getting a visa, ah, will this thing please God or is just my own will? I was with a mentor yesterday and he said something to me and my wife. He said, God can allow you to have your will, but God can only perfect his will. God can allow you to have your will. God can only perfect your will. Do you know if you are supposed to be a policeman and now you are a doctor, God allowed you to have your will of being a doctor. But you can make money, you can become the most popular doctor in Ghana. But listen, God will never perfect your life because you are not in his will. His perfection for you is inside his decision for you. If God wants you to be in Togo and you are living in Canada, you might get money. People, people don't understand how life works. They feel money is fulfillment. One of the signs that you are in fulfillment is peace. You might not be the most popular person. You might not be the richest person. But you realize that you are at peace. Number two, you realize that you don't struggle for, with anything. You don't try to fake it. You don't try to fake it. Anytime your peace is lost in a matter, go back and ask God questions. A guy is asking you out and suddenly, oh, okay, okay, yes, I agree, let's do it. Suddenly you are worried. You can't explain why. Or you, you realize that your worry is always tilted to the guy's direction. Charlie, go back to God and say, Father, what are you saying? There's something wrong. Every time you realize you're having a, a dragged feet about an issue, you were supposed to go to um, somewhere and suddenly you realize I'm feeling sluggish. This is not because you are tired. You know yourself. You don't procrastinate. You don't get tired. Not, be, not that you have procrastination issue. And next thing, somebody called and you have procrastination. Says, ah, God is speaking. No. You have, a, you have an issue already. You don't procrastinate. You don't pull back on things like this. But suddenly you are withdrawing. You are withdrawing. It, it's, in fact, maybe the person is even calling you to come and collect money. You keep withdrawing. You realize that, okay, I will go tomorrow. Suddenly, you wake up there tomorrow. You just don't feel like going anywhere. Okay, I will go in the afternoon. The afternoon, you just do something. Charlie, go back to prayer or forget that thing already. There's a trap. God is talking to you already. This is one of the two common ways God talks to us. Our feelings. The two most common, everybody have experienced it. Everybody have experienced it. So if you are not able to read between the lines, you will fall into a problem that you will never come out from. So God can allow you to have your will, can allow you to have your way, but God can only perfect his will for you. If it's not his will, he can't make it perfect. If it is not his ways, he can't make it perfect. So the first essence of fasting and prayer is creating fellowship with the Father. So this season of fasting and prayer should be a season where while you ask for your own personal things, you create a time that you can go to God and say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. What do you want from me? What do you want? Yes, part of it. What do you want from me? Because while they were praying, while they were ministering to God, God brought his own desire. I want both of you to send me Paul and Barnabas to a ministry 
I have separated them for. So the moment God spoke, they called them, they laid hands for impartation on them, and they released them. They released them. So you can be planning to travel abroad in the place of intimacy, God said, don't travel again. You can be planning to um, get married to somebody in the place of intimacy, God will say, all right, I don't want to get married to this person again. The essence of this thing is that your life depends on it. You have to be consistent in this thing. Because from my experience, God can tell you, okay, um, I want you to get married to Francisca. And suddenly, Francisca, and the whole thing was supposed to happen, let's say December. And suddenly, God, there's something God saw in Francisca that made God say, get married to Francisca. And by October, Francisca changed. Maybe she used to work a lot in church. So God wanted to give you somebody who is his own daughter that he has set apart so that he can change your life and give you a peaceful marriage. Suddenly, Francisca now stopped doing the thing that made God said that you should marry her. God will now say, don't go again. But listen now, hearing God is in a frequency. Everyone now, where you are, where you are, whether you're in your car, in your washroom, in your kitchen, wherever you are now, the voice of God is there. There are visions there. There are angels there. But you can't see them until you tune into what we call the spirit realm. So when you have a radio, when you have a radio, you have your any kind of radio, whether the analog or the digital or your phone radio, there is there are waves, there are air waves in the atmosphere. All right? There are air waves in the atmosphere, there are signals in the atmosphere. But your ear cannot hear the radio. Your ear cannot tune into the airwaves, neither can your flesh or your blood. So you will need a frequency machine called the radio to be able to set and tune into that frequency. So they have 72.9, 19.2, 90.5 and all, whatever the frequency could be. The reason why my phone can talk to you now is that I have a SIM card. If I have a phone without a SIM card or a wireless, I can't get the internet to tune in and be able to talk to you, even though I have a phone. So you are a human being like me, but you might not be able to hear God like me because you don't know how or you have not activated the capacity, the signal, the network, and the radar to be able to tune into the spirit to pick a frequency where there is a voice beyond the voice. So you tune in. So this is what, where, where we go wrong now. God have already told you, either by prophecy or you heard it yourself or you saw a dream or a vision. Okay, marry Francisca because of this. Now, Francisca has changed. She has left what she was supposed to be doing. And suddenly, God have now said to you, don't marry her again. Look for somebody. Go and now marry uh, Veronica. I'm just giving an example, please. So now, the voice of God has come. The sound has now stayed around you. But you have not go, gone back to the spirit realm to tune in. So you are just in focus. Hey, I found the wife. Oh, I found the wife. Hey, thank you. Preparing for marriage eagerly. And God is saying, ah, can't this my son see that this marriage has been canceled in the spirit realm? Now, this is what happens. The moment you now begin to go on, you now realize you start having issues. Suddenly, Francisca family will say they don't like you. Suddenly, they will say they will not allow her to marry you. Suddenly, um, your family will not 
now say they don't like this girl. She is too tall. She she is too rich. We don't like this girl. Why is she a nurse? We want you to marry a lawyer. And you can't explain. The same your family earlier who supported you. They went there for knocking. They went there for everything. In fact, Francisca was the best friend to your sister. Now your sister was the one fighting it. You realize suddenly your finance begin to have problem. Your finance begin to go wrong. Your job, you begin to have issues. You begin to get bad dreams. You can't explain what is going on. It's time for you to now get back what you would have done earlier. So staying in the spirit long enough continually helps you not to miss out in information. Don't let what God is saying now to make you miss out in what God has said. And don't, want, don't let what God has said make you to miss out in what God is saying. If God told you something, please stay in the spirit to stay up to date. Stay in the spirit to stay up to date. So most of us, we keep falling into trouble. Why? We, we are too stubborn and too natural. Hearing God is essential to your life. Some of you are sick now, not because you are supposed to be sick. Because you are living in the house you are not supposed to be living in. Some of you are sick. It's not because you are supposed to be sick. You went to the village when you were not supposed to go. They have kept your sickness there waiting for you. Some of you now, you are your relationship broke, not because it was supposed to break, but you went to talk to somebody you are not supposed to talk to. Somebody you lost, some of you lost money, lost a job, not because you were supposed to lose it, but God gave you some three days to fast. You did only two days. Some of you lost some contract, lost some helper, not because you were supposed to lose it. God gave you a contract. You have you had an agreement with God, oh Father, if you give me this contract, I will pay my tithe, I will sow this seed because the thing was not coming. We know how to make a vow when things are hard. The moment the contract was done. You ate the tithe, you ate the seed, ate the offering. So now you are praying for another one. The door has been shut. Don't let what God is saying stop what God has said. And don't let what God has said stop what God is saying. Always be in tune with the Spirit. I've shared this story several times. There was this girl. I, I liked the girl. She was a nice girl. In fact, I wanted to marry a Nigerian and it must be Igbo. If you're not Igbo, I don't have your time. I liked the girl and all of that. But suddenly, suddenly, God just told me, say, forget it, let her go. I like her. Well, what's going on? And I said, let her go. I said, okay. And I called it up. I moved on. My pastor said, no, this is the will of God. He had God and God. He had God possibly. But I don't know about then. But I just heard God. God said, I said, I look, I look. I said, no, it's not this. I stood my ground because I know God has spoken. One month after I called off, it was realized she was pregnant for another person. One, just one month after, it was realized she was pregnant for another person. So there was something God saw that made him bring me close to her. But something changed. In the course of the journey, there's something. She now changed. I didn't know. I didn't see what was going on. But God just told me, say, leave her. Leave her. So if you are not in tune with God, you will enter a lot. Every problem you are in now is because you didn't hear God. And most of you are. You know what I like about you? You are too busy for God. I like it. I like it too. I like it. Very busy. Very busy, madam. Very busy guy. Don't worry. At the age of 40, 50, 60, 
70 thereabouts, you will know what you have done to yourself. Yeah. At the age of 50, 40 Christ young, 50, 60, 70. Yeah, you will know what you've done to yourself. Then you will not be asking God, how did my life get here? How did my life get here? Hearing God will make your life beautiful. All that glitter is not good. America visa can come to you now. You can apply for America visa lottery by your own will. You don't need to hear God to apply for America visa lottery. You don't need to hear God. You can just wake up, I want to apply. And you apply. And you will get it. But please, as you get it, between the time you have applied and you are getting it, ask God, should I go? Because you can go to America and they will carry you back to Africa. You can go to America and you realize you will never you will never prosper. You got there with visa lottery. Government was in support. They gave you accommodation. You have your document and everything. But you realize you've lived in America for 40 years. And all you came back with is you, man. That's all you got. You, man. And somebody else is in Ghana for the same 40 years. The same Ghana, the economy is, people are crying. Yet the person became the richest person in Ghana. And somebody has God told, go to America. They get to America in one year, they will achieve what you could not get in 40 years. The beauty of life is in divine instruction. No matter how smart a fish is, if you put the fish in the air to, smart, to, to fly, the fish will die. This is the life most of us are living. Who told you you are supposed to be living in Accra? Who told you you are supposed to be working where you are working? Who told you you are supposed to be dating who you are dating? Who told you you are supposed to be married to who you are married to? Who told you you are supposed to be a nurse? Some of you are supposed to be in ministry. Now you are in the hospital. Some of you are supposed to be in the police. Right now you are in the school teaching. Some of you are supposed to be in education. Right now you are in the hospital. And what's going to happen is that even with you knowing everything you know how to do, you will never be at peace. Alright, that's number one. I've taken too much time on that. Number two, what I'm saying now, if you understand it, you begin to practice it. Mark, take it from me. If your life does not change in one year, just say that God is fake. If you want to know the secret of a man, listen to his books read his books and listen to his teaching. Every day, I communicate the things that have helped me and the things that keep helping me. Every day, every day, I've hung around fathers, I've hung around mentors. This is their secret. This is their secret. This is their secret. This is their secret. I was on my own, pastoring and doing my work. Suddenly, I realized that when I finish ministering, I will be very, I feel very useless and stupid. Yeah, I was pastoring. I will prophesy. There will be testimonies. When I finish ministering, I will feel like the most stupid person on earth. I couldn't know what was, I couldn't find what was wrong. I thought, okay, I'm not ministering longer. So I began to minister longer. At the point, I thought maybe, okay, I'm not quoting too much scripture. I began to quote too much scripture. At the point, I said, okay, I will increase the prophetic. I will increase the deliverance. I kept doing nothing. I went to my pastor. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. I'm not feeling myself. I'm not feeling. I thought there was something wrong with me. And you just say, go and fast and go and pray and all of that. And it's just you are not being. I said, okay, I went back. Okay, Father, I continued again. The more I did, the more. Ah. 
I declared three days fasting. The whole church were fasting our normal. We used to fast um, about three, four times every year. Three days dry fasting, no food, no water. On the third day, Sunday morning, about 3, 4 a.m., we were to finish with that session and go home and dress and get back to church. So if, that's why if you don't fast, eh, most of you, your, your miracle is not foul. The reason why you are not seeing it, you are not fasting. Some of you are fasting. You are not doing the right kind of fasting. What is fasting without you hearing God? What is fasting without you ending your fasting with a, with a sacrifice or an, or an offering? What is fasting without you studying your Bible? What kind of stupid fasting is that one? You fasted, uh, you didn't open one scripture. That's not fasting now. Some of you only fast when they give you direction. Oh, pastor, I'm sick. I'm not married. Okay, do three days. That's it. And you'll be at work. Yama, 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 yama. Yama, 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 yama. Mama, 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 mama. Yama, Two minutes. Wow, you have forgotten that you are fasting now. You're only acting very solemn. You're just quiet. You're, um, um, Tracy, how are you doing? I'm sorry for using anybody's name. Okay, let me use somebody that will not beat me. Because, uh, Princess, how are you doing? Hmm. You will leave quick quiet. You will, you will do hand, hand gesture. Hmm. What was it? Are you okay? Hmm. Mm, 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 mm. Are you, it's like I'm fasting. No? Mm, mm. I'm fasting. Mm. I'm fasting. I'm fasting. That's not fasting. That's nonsense you are doing. That's nonsense. And while we were on that fasting, in the morning, 3, 4 a.m., we were just praying and worshiping God. I heard it like a thunder in my ears, resign. I'm like, I opened my eyes, look left, look right. Everybody was down there. I was on the podium and just praying. I closed my eyes again and continued my, my listening. A voice came back, gave me a name, said, write it down. I wrote it down. I continued my thing. The voice came again. Resign. I said, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind you in the name of Jesus. So I angrily ended the prayer. Angrily ended the prayer. Everyone left. From that day, my peace got lost double. My restlessness became double. From that day, my problem became double. From that day, false accusation, some of you, the false accusation and betrayals you are going through in a particular place is a sign that you are bigger than that place. You are not supposed to be there anymore. All of them is not witchcraft. Some of you, the witchcraft attack you are going through where you are is as a result that you are not supposed to, but you are not hearing. So God is now allowing, listen, the moment you are out of order, the moment you are out of divine placement, one of the signs is problem. Let me give an example now. Let's say I'm living in Ghana now. And suddenly I feel like Dubai is a nice place and I'm not supposed to be in Dubai. I carry my load. I take transfer. Maybe my workplace, we have a company in Dubai. I ask for transfer. I lobby. I transfer to Dubai. I get there. I will keep experiencing problem from left to right, front to back. Front of everything that was working will no more be working. And unless I begin, oh God, why now? I've come here. Things might work at the beginning, no? Yeah. Things might work at the beginning. You just get things work one month, two months, three months, six months, maybe even one, maybe two years, maybe five years. Suddenly, you will fall into a problem. You can, everybody is against you. Everything, the environment is choking. Everybody is rejecting you. Abba, Charlie, don't just come and start binding demons. Go back to God. Ask God, did you send me here? 
This is what a lot of us miss. We feel, so can't I make my decision? You can make your decision, but if God already has a plan and a place for you, your decision does not matter anymore. Your own decision will put you in trouble and kill you. Ask Moses. Moses being put in the house of Pharaoh as a baby was not a mistake. God had a plan. But Moses killing somebody at the age of 40 was not God's plan. Something was driving inside of Moses that you are a deliverer. So whenever Moses sees the Egyptians oppressing the Israelites, he will get angry. Yet, he didn't know that he was not part of them. Moses was not aware. He was not aware that he was not an Egyptian. But something will always eat up inside of him when he see people of his type being maltreated. And one day, he killed an Egyptian. And he expected that the Israelites would have been happy that ah, somebody have defended us. But they went to report him. Do you know why? It was not the time. That was not how he was supposed to do the judgment, not by physical killing. He ran away. After 40 years, God appeared, brought him back. So if, if Moses was on ground, he did not run away. He was prepared. Israel's deliverance and safety would have happened faster. But the man that would have saved them ran away because he took the wrong decision. He was out of timing. A lot of us, our marital delay now is not a demon. No. Any demon working now was licensed by your disobedience to God. God brought a guy who said you don't like him. He's too short. He's too this. He's too that. He's too dark. And that was the one God brought for you to get married to. God, not you. God brought him. And that one left. So God said, okay, so now I'm going to keep your doors closed on this matter. So guys are coming. Men are coming. But when they come, something will always go wrong. You will do everything legally right. Even the legal one, you've done it. Yet it's not working. Because the one God brought, you rejected it. So God leave you at your own will. What do you do? Get back to God right now. Let's get back to God. This week should be a week to seek the face of the Father. Father, what do you want me to do? God is dead. I was talking to one of my daughter online here. I said, go back to the things. Because while I was praying, suddenly I saw she could no more hear God. I saw she was just struggling with her life. I saw she was living in a life of fear and confusion. I said, go back to the... I saw that you have a book where you write down the things God tell you. She said, I said, go back there. Go back, open the book. Go back and check the things God have told you to do, be doing. Go back and read them. She sent me a message yesterday. She said, thank you very much for saving my life. I went back to the book. I realized that a lot of things God have told me, I stopped doing. He said, the moment I read them, I asked God for mercy. He said, sir, that night, my visions came back. I didn't even know she couldn't... Uh, Visions were already gone. She couldn't hear God anymore. She couldn't dream again because of a simple instruction. And most of you don't dream. You have been praying against witches, but you are stubborn to God. If I tell you something, you didn't listen to me. Why should I talk to you again? God told you what to do. You disobey God. Why should God tell you what to do again? And hear me. If God wants to train you as his own to hear him. If God wants to train you to raise you as a giant, let me give an example. God wants to make you someone who will become great, let's say, in the political sector. What God is going to do is that God will start giving you opportunity of leadership from primary school. 
class captain, you get to high school, you are school prefect, you get to um, high institution, they make you departmental uh, leader, suddenly you have become the student union president. God will begin to give you all this seat to test you. If you miss it, you've missed your seat in the future. You might end up becoming one, but the glory will be lost. If God wants to make you a billionaire, God said you will become a, a very wealthy person. God will begin to test you by bringing money in your hand. And when God brings the money, we tell you the money is not your own. I'm not joking. God will tell you the money is not your own. The money comes. He said, see that church there where they are building. Go and give the money to them. You see that person there, the person does not have school fee. Go and give the money to them. You see that person there, that person is like this. Go and give the money to them. You see you see that person there, carry that money, go and give it to that man of God. You see that this thing, carry that this thing. God. You will be asking yourself, am I mad? You will realize that every money coming to you, you are being led to give, give. You are not mad. You are not stupid. God is building a kingdom financier. Yes. A time is going to come now. Listen, what I'm saying can happen to you for five years. If you are not careful, you will stop. Because you feel you are losing. If you are not careful, you will stop. In fact, it can come to the ground where God is not even telling you to give to your own family. Of your own obligation, yes, you should try to set out something to give them. But most of your giving, God will be pointing you to church, pointing you to help people who are in need, sick people, widows, orphans, like that. It will always point you either to the church or to those who are in trouble. Yeah, that's where God's treasure is hidden. It's very amazing. The treasure of God is hidden in either the church or those in trouble. Yeah, that's where God's treasure, when it comes to prosperity, that is where God hid his treasure. Either the poor, the widows, the orphans, the, the needy, or the church, his ministers, that's where God hid it. So God will begin to push you, push you, push you, push you. And you get to a point, you are tired. Ah, what is it? I've been giving, 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 giving. Nothing is changing. I've been giving. And you feel at that time your giving is for things to change. No, ma. No, sir. Your giving is to build you up for the future. So you get to a point, you are discouraged. And you stop. What happens is you've closed that door. If at all you start, the bad news is that you don't start from where you stopped. You start afresh. Yeah. If at all you start... You don't start from where you stopped. You will start afresh. So anybody who have a problem of inconsistency, you follow this church and uh, suddenly, phew, you are gone. You follow this man of God and uh, suddenly somebody did what you don't like. Phew, you are gone. You are committed. You are giving uh, somebody else offended you. Phew, you are gone. You are doing choir in church or usher. Suddenly somebody something. Phew, you are gone. What's going to happen is that the next time you restart, you will start from the beginning. So if it was supposed to take you, let's say, three years for you to get out of that wilderness and enter into the promised land and you have been living every three months six months one year so your curriculum is still left with extra three years you have not even they have not counted anything for you and let me give a balance on that but if you left you were with um let's say you are with um let's say uh, madam ivy is a minister or is your boss you served her and you were to leave for whatever reason, whether somebody offended you or whatsoever. You were to leave, and you did not leave with offense. Even if you have been offended, never leave anywhere with offense. Even if they offend you, stay until that offense is healed. Let the hurt be healed first. Heal yourself. 
Be sure that you are not angry again. Be sure you are not leaving because you are angry. Stay. If it have to take you one year, if it have to take you two years, three years, stay there until the offense die. Then go to her. Ah, madam, please, oh, I want to leave. Oh, why? No, I want to leave. It's my own personal decision. I'm not angry. I want to leave. I want to go and start um, my own thing. Or I want to go and do something somewhere. Or I want to relocate and all of that. And while you are to go, she says, okay, God bless you. As you go, you will succeed. When you leave her now, maybe you are supposed to serve in the realms of the spirit. You are supposed to stay there for three years to get what God wants to give you. When you leave her, and let's say you go and join princess, now you are not starting afresh. You are starting. If you already served with Madam Ivy for two years, when you come to join princess, you are serving. I'm going to explain what I'm saying now. You are not serving for three years again. You are serving for one year. Listen, let's say maybe, let me use a seamstress for example. Let me use seamstress. You are learning seamstress with Madame Ivy. And according to God's calendar, God wanted you to serve by five years. Maybe Madame Ivy's training is um, three years. But God wanted to serve for five years. And when you serve five years, he will release an anointing on you to open your own shop, to start your own destiny. And you serve that three years of her time she gave you elapses. And you, you felt led to stay back. Just to stay, walk with her and all of that. If you live there, if you live there without completing the five years God wanted you to stay, for the next two years you will struggle. You've learned your work. You've done your freedom. But for the next two years you realize that nobody is coming to your shop. In fact, you can't even find money to open a shop. Why? You are not working in divine calendar. So you're right, you struggle. When it's now five years, suddenly doors begin to open. Doors begin to open. Doors begin to open. Now, let me give you the other part I was explaining. You were supposed to stay with her for five years. You stayed with her for three years. It's left with two years. And you left angrily. Her own, you are supposed to stay five years. According to the agreement between both of you, your apprenticeship is five years. And you left angrily. You now go and join princess. And in the realms of the spirit, God wanted you to stay there for four years. And you left there at three years. Based on you and Madame Ivy's contract, it was five years, but you stayed three. But based on you and God's contract, it was four years. By the time you go and join princess, princess will now say, okay, uh, my own, you will stay, you will serve me five years. You will say, okay, I don't mind. But while you are dealing on that, you are not even aware that in the spirit realm, you have a contract of four years that you did not complete with Madame Ivy. So when you come to princess, you are not only serving five years, you are serving an extra four years in the realms of the spirit. But if you left Madame Ivy and she blessed you, she blessed you, say go and be blessed, go and prosper. And you come to princess, when you come, she might tell you you are serving for five years, but in the realms of the spirit, you are serving for extra one year. So you will still be a servant under princess, but you realize that you are making money. You will still be a servant under princess, but you realize that people just love you. Customers will come to her shop. They are, you are the one they are chasing. Customers will come there. You are the one they are after. Everybody just like you. You are an apprentice, but yet you are rich. And if their madam is not careful, she will begin to envy you. How come everybody that comes is you? No, in the realms of the spirit, you have completed something. So a lot of us don't understand these protocols. 
We don't want to hear God. God wanted you to stay in Africa for 10 years before you can travel to America. Eight years, you force, 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 got a visa. You can get a visa. God will say, sit down. Two years, maybe they gave you 10 years visa. Two years will expire. God said, hold your visa, sit down. This is the mystery of great men and small men. You want to be small? Ignore God at your own risk. You want to be great? Follow God. It can be good, but it will not favor you. It can be good, it will not prosper you. It can be good, it will not help you. It will not help you. God's protection in your life is tied to where God has sent you, what God has told you. That is where God's protection, God's provision, God's lifting, God's turnaround. That is where everything is tied to. That is where everything is tied to. So are you living in God's plan? Are you living in God's thoughts for your life? Are you living in God's will? Or we should forget about it. Pastor, what do I do? Go back to the place of fasting and prayer. Go back. Go back to the place of fasting and prayer. Go back. There are things you don't need um, the will of God for. All right? You are owing your landlord house rent. You are asking God, should I pay? Be, don't pay. Don't pay. Don't pay. Well, they park your load outside inside the rain, then you will know that you, you, have to, you have to pay. You have to take care of your wife. You don't need to ask God, should I? You have to take care of your children. You don't need to ask God, should I? It's your, it's your own obligation. It's your own obligation. If at all God tell you, don't help, don't give your child money for the next this and that, then there is something God wants to actually reveal to you. All right? So, I don't know. Did you get what I just said at all? All I've been saying for the past 30 minutes. Did you understand it at all? God, I'm not going to other points again. I want to pray. If you don't understand it, I'm sorry. You have a long way to go. If you understand it, more grace. This is how people rise. This is how we succeed in life. No, Pastor, you don't understand. The witchcraft in my family is too much. If you can get God's instruction, you will escape. Oh, Pastor, you don't understand. Um, I have been this, 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 that, that, that. If you can get God's instruction, you will escape. Oh, Pastor, I keep going through um, disappointment, promise and fail. If you can follow God, you can hear what God is saying. Listen, no one has ever served God. Nobody have ever served God. And on their deathbed, they say, I regret knowing God. I've never seen one. Anybody you see that said that made a mistake, they serve church or they serve the pastor and they thought they were serving God. I've seen people serve God and serve pastor, serve church. At their deathbed, they say, I regret ever serving that pastor. I regret ever going to that church. But no one, no one. Not if no one has ever served God and at their deathbed, they say, I regret ever knowing God. So why can't you follow this God genuinely? Stop playing games. Stop playing games. Stop. Follow him genuinely. Serve him sincerely. You see all this thing you are running around? You are running around looking for what you did not keep anywhere. You will increase your suffering. Ah, Pastor, I don't have a job. Why don't you use this time you are waiting for a job to start hearing God? 
to know God's plan for your life. It could it be possible you are applying for the wrong job? Could it be possible you even went to read the wrong course in school? You're supposed to be a business person, and now you are looking for a job in a bank. So you have applied to every bank, both uh, uh, power bank. Even you have applied to power bank, yet nobody is answering you. So you now feel frustrated, and you sit down at home and say, where is God? You have applied, you've done all okay. Ask God, ask God, get back and ask God. Get back and ask God. My father, did you send me? Did you send me? Should I? Should I? Listen, sometimes when the road is hard, it means God didn't send you there. Sometimes the sign that God sent you there is that the road has to be hard a little. Why can't we just love God? Why can't we just serve God? Why can't we just get knowledge of how God works? This is our church, church, this thing we are playing. Look at your family. A lot of you listen to me. Look at your family. Nobody is rising. Nobody has risen and stayed risen. Is you now that look like you are the best. What are you doing? Nurse or midwife or doctor? How much are they paying you? Highest 5,000. Yeah, is that, you think that is lifting? You think that's the plan God has for you? 5,000 Ghana City for one month. You think that is the plan God has for your generation, for your future? You are joking now. You have one smoker that you have to even repair every one, every two, two months. That is smoking and you are earning 5,000 and you are relaxed. If you must change what you are seeing in the family, this is one of the secrets. God must tell you what he didn't tell your father or what he told your father, your father did not obey. God must tell you what he didn't tell your mother or what he told your mother, your mother did not obey. That will be the difference. So if you are there running around looking for church to church, pastor to pastor, it's good though, but Charlie, until you sit with God, you will make the same mistake your mother made, you will make the same mistake your father made. Like I said, 60, 70, that is where you'll be asking yourself, what happened to me? If you don't sit down now to get your life in order, sit down with God. Get back and start asking God questions. Pastor, I've been asking, are they here? You have not asked well or you have not asked enough. Sometimes the asking does not come in one month. Sometimes the answer will not come in one year, Kra. It will not come in one year. I was talking to somebody on this platform. I was praying for partners and she called. And I know her. I think she's in her late 50s or 60s. And said, Pastor, I want to know what is God's will for my life. My, don't judge me. My natural instincts just kicked, like, what are you saying? You are 60, 50, what are, what's when the God's will again? If it's finished now, it's finished, what are you looking for? You should have looked for God's will long ago. She said, Pastor, she said the word that triggered my prophetic dimension. She said, Pastor, I know I'm old, but I still want to know the little days and the years I have to be alive. I want to know what God wants me to do. Ah, I said, at this age, this woman is still interested in God's will. And I have people who are young, who are not even interested in God, not to talk about the will of God. And the Lord suddenly opened my eyes. I said, this is what you are, you are supposed to have done over so many years ago. You're supposed to have done this, build this, build this. He said to me, say, Pastor, everything you said is correct. I had the plan, but suddenly I give up. It was in my heart. But my own personal issues began to come in between and all of that. I began to have issues. I became worried and all of that. That was how I forgot that dream. I said, that vision, that dream, 
is still standing. But look at the irony of it. Somebody who had a dream, who had a goal, who had a plan, God has set a vision in her heart at a very tender age. Now, for 30 years, she abandoned it. At 50, 60, what do you, how long will you do it? You might do it, but the, the fun, the glory and the beauty is gone. It's gone. At that age, you should be living legacy. You should be living legacy. You should be living legacy. Some of you now, God wants you to start one of the biggest businesses, one of the biggest companies in Africa, but you want to travel to America. It's good. It's good. But you know what, do you know what will happen? Number one, those who were supposed to become big because of you will remain small. Those who were supposed to be employed because of you will remain small. Those who were supposed to become great because of you. Those who were supposed to learn under you for them to now grow and also enjoy what God has given you, they will be lost. They will be lost. If God, if God, if God gets angry, what God does is that he will raise somebody else to replace you. And can I tell you something? Every time you see your replacement, you will know. <laughs> Every time you joke with God's agenda and God replace you, when you see your replacement, you will know. Somebody who had followed me for a very long time, who would have been in the seat of Mississippi, as it were, disconnected, went to do her own thing. After about one year or so, I don't know how she smuggled, smuggled herself, came online, and the meeting and they said, I want to call you, sir. No, she sent me a message. He said, sir, forgive me. Beg God to forgive me. I'm very sorry. The moment I came online, I don't. I had that woman ministry. I knew this was supposed to be me. I knew this was supposed to be me. This girl was not the first person that followed me closely the way she has followed, but she's the person who have surrendered herself to be used the way she's being used. And it's part of why she's getting the honor she's getting. Not because even that woman would have done better. I'm not joking. She would have done far better by the prophetic, by the word, and all of it. But the moment you lose your seat, God will give it to another. And when you come, you will know, you will know that, ah, this seat is supposed to be me. It's supposed to be me. I'm supposed to be the person married to this person by now. I'm supposed to be the one occupying this seat by now. I want us to ask God for mercy this morning. I want us to cry to God, Father, in any way I have missed what you said. In any way I've disobeyed, we're going to pray ask God for mercy so that God will open the doors, number one. Number two, we're going to pray ask God that God will speak to us again. God will speak to us again. Listen, life is not hard, but who is talking to you? Most of you, you are just living your life like a table tennis, jumping here and there and there. Your friend, your friend, you are busy with your phone at your age, 32 30 years, 35, at this age, you are still joking. When will you get serious? Somebody who says a Christian lady that does not have books, no Christian books, you have not finished one book of the Bible, a Christian girl, a Christian brother, you have not read one book of your, your Bible this year, you have not finished the book of Matthew, John, Isaiah, Exodus, you have not finished one book, a Christian, and you are asking, why am I not prospering? You're asking, why am I normal? Are you serious? Did God tell you that he's sharing husband or sharing wife? 
God is giving out men to women on assignment. God is giving out women to men on assignment. But no, you are looking for procreation. The world is already full, over 7 billion people. God is not looking for procreation. God is looking for people on assignment, agenda. But we are busy. We are busy looking for our own thing. Most of you now, once you marry now, you are dead. Yeah. Once you marry now, you will die the day you got married. Because from that day, you will pursue, you will not pursue God again. You have no vision again. You have no dream. All you are after now is, oh, let me just marry. Oh, look at my age. I'm not, if I can just marry. Once you marry now, you are dead. No dream, no visions, no goal, nothing again, nothing again. No prayer life, no study life. Somebody who was supposed to be a minister. A lady sent me a message yesterday. I said, for a while, I've not been receiving people for, men for mentorship, but this one, they're me, I will accept her. He says, sir, please, what is the requirement for mentorship? He said, I've been, I've gone through Bible school and all of that. He said, but for the past few, when, when, when she mentioned, so I've been doing my own thing. But for a while, now God has keep pressing in my heart. I've been following God. I've been going to church, but I, something is missing in my life. God has been impressing in my heart that I need to get back to him. I need to get, she goes to church very well, works in church, but she knows that she's just more than a church member. She knows that the agenda of God upon her life is more than a church member. And some of you, you have noticed something about you, but no. You said to yourself, now nah, you don't like ministry. You don't like work of uh, this thing. You just want to sit down. Charlie, your frustration will be much. Yeah. The reason is not because God will fight you. No. The reason is that you are, you are outside the will of God. You are outside the will of God. Inside the will of God, your marriage is there. I've given the story. I was transferred from... Um, what is it called? Kumasi to Volta region. Listen, when, when Bible said all things work together for good, let me tell you the secret to that scripture. All things work together for good. Let me give you a very strong secret to that scripture. All things work together for good. Huh? To them who are called according to his purpose and those that love God. There's a condition. So you just go through a challenge, you lost some business, all things work together. If you if you are not in God's purpose, you are not in love with God. Charlie, nothing will work together. You just lost. Forget your grammar. You lost. You lost. Forget your grammar. Get me that scripture. Romans. You see that it's written there. Romans 8.28. Help me, help me quick. Romans 8.28. Can I get that scripture? I want us to pray. But a lot of us, I keep, every time I come online, I sense people who are just, who need to be instructed, directed. I, I want to pray whenever, whenever I come online. No, If you see me teaching most of the time, I want to pray. But what is the essence of prayer when you are on the wrong path? What is the essence of prayer when you are not in God's plan and will? Alright. Oh, and we know that... That all things work together for good. Alright? So this is the part a lot of us quote. And I've told you, always find principle in the word. God does not answer you because you know scripture. God answers you because you know principle and obey. God will not just fulfill his prophecy upon your life because you receive a prophecy. That's not enough. 
every prophecy, good or bad, somebody will trigger it to manifest. And we know that all things work together for good. To who? To them that love God. That's the first condition. So you just lost a relationship. Oh, all things work together for good. To me, I know God is up to something. Do you love God? Stop quoting nonsense. You were supposed to get a visa. You got denied visa. Do you love God? God can reverse that relationship. God can reverse that visa. A visa they have canceled in your passport. They've canceled it. They've said they will not give you. God can make them break their... It will be the first law they will break. God will call them, tell them to give it back to you. Or God will just make another country, give you a big, something bigger. The first question is, do you love God? Number two, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Are you in God's purpose? We just carry scripture and quote anyhow. All this work together for good. All this work, what are you saying? What are you saying? Since you've been quoting it, tell me what I've worked together for your good. Mention one thing to me that has worked together for your good. So we miss out Bible principles. We want to take the path that suits us and we want to run. Luke 6, 38, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed together, shaking together, running over. People don't want to do the giving. They want the giving unto you. Good man, nobody has helped me. Nobody is giving me. Who have you helped? Who have you given to? This thing is garbage in and garbage out. Nothing just works. Somebody have to make it work. A man waiting for the wife to get pregnant without sexual intercourse. Is he that stupid or is he a witch or a wizard? What you are looking for, put it there. Put it there. Let it come out. There are principles in the Bible. Every time you run from principles, you will keep running around and suffering for no reason. We don't want to do the word. We just want the word to work. Nothing work until somebody work it. Nothing work until somebody work it. Nothing works until somebody work it. Anywhere you see somebody working, anywhere you see something working, there is a worker behind it working it. So how do I move from where I am now to where I want to be? Work it out. Work it out. What we just read now, prayer will not do it for you. Find yourself loving God. Loving God includes that you are working in what God wants you to do. If God wanted to win so, God wanted to go and serve in church, God wanted to do evangelism, God wanted to do anything, you should find yourself doing it in love and in joy. That is what loving God entails in this scripture. Being in God's purpose includes that you find out that what is God, what does God want me to do? Am I supposed to be a singer? Am I supposed to be a teacher? Am I supposed to be in the Sunday school? Am I supposed to be a pastor? Am I supposed to be a medical doctor? Am I supposed to be a pilot? And listen, if you find God's purpose for your life, you do it casually, you will still miss out of the reward. Because God does not pay idiots. God pay those who finish what he asked them to do. That is who God rewards. God does not just reward. He checks out. So you see people joking with their Christian life. You see people who are living with all kind of nonsense. And at the end of the day, they want God to just open heaven and bless them. Why is my life like this? Look at my age. With your age, what have you done for God? Look at my age. I'm, with your age, what have you done for God? 
So if they count you, you are 40. You have not, you have not even, okay, let's say your life began to count maturely at the age of 20. 20 souls cannot be counted to your name for 20 for 40 years of your age. And all the kingdom is about, about soul winning. Everything, the kingdom, everything we are doing, everything, forget the prosperity, the prosperity, the church we are building, all of that, and all, 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 all. God have his own part in it. But most of them is for ourselves. Any church we build, God did not come and stay inside. God did not collect the church. Even the finest church will not be carried to heaven. It's for us. Oh, you did this while you were on earth. But what God is after is so winning, souls at your age, 40. You have no 20 souls to your name. 50, you have no 30. Unbelievers are dying left and right, passing front and back. You have no soul to your name. And you are the one asking God, look at my age. What are you saying? Are you the first person to get to that age? Will you be the last? Things are hard. Are you, you think you are the first person for things to be hard for? Or you will be the last? You won't be. Until you do what nobody has done in your family, you will never be different. Be there, oh. Your father was a civil servant. Your mother was a civil servant. They walked in where they are. There's nothing that they left. Continue this, your civil servant. Continue. There's nothing wrong. While you serve, find what does God want me to do. That's what I'm saying. I'm not against your job. Do your job. But find out in this job I'm doing, why am I here? What does God want? If God can just tell you, say, resign. Go and start a business. God can tell you, okay, while you are working, your salary, 20% should go to orphans. Your salary, 30% should go to widows. God can tell you, okay, now, while you are, you are doing your work as a doctor, you are supposed to be a pastor. God can tell you, while you are doing what you are doing, you are supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be an evangelist. Go and be preaching in buses. And do you know what you say? Me. Me. Ah, chief matron. Would I have a car? Do you know how much I earn? As young, as beautiful as I am, imagine me entering car, now preaching to people. I'll not stand in the car and preaching. You will suffer. God can't use you to change your family if God cannot give you instructions and if you cannot obey. Your father tried to. Your father did all everything in his power. Your mother did everything in her power. But I can tell you what is missing is that they didn't hear God they did not obey God. Nobody hears and obey God to the latter and still ends in trouble. It's not true. I can bet my life on it. Nobody. No, when I mean nobody, nobody. Check all the disciples of Jesus 12. Which of them ended like Judas? Nobody. He was the only one that went the wrong way. And look at the way he ended. Nobody follows God genuinely. I'm not talking of being active in church and just be there. You can't hear God. What has God ever told you? Nothing. You are busy with church, busy with Bible. You can be the first to come and the last to go. Yet, you are not in God's plan. You are not in God's plan. Success is simple. Find what God wants, want what God wants, and hate what God hates. Success is simple. Find what God wants. When you find it, want what God wants, and find what God hates, hate what God hates, and you see your life become simple. So we don't read our Bible. We don't know the law. We don't. You see, young people of Bible said in Proverbs, it said, "Remove not the ancient landmarks." That's why I like the song. Show what the ancient part. 
Right now, people are diluting the Asian parts. And if you are not a wise person, you are not a grounded person, you will follow them. People are abusing the Asian part. See people on social media abusing a man of God because he made a comment. People are online abusing prophecies. People are online joking. You see when they build a church, why not hospital? Why not this? Why not that? Hey! People are abusing titan. You see people who say they are God's own abusing titan, abusing offering. Go and do crusade now. They will find fault. Do go and give to orphans now. They will find fault. Why did he post the picture online? If you wanted to help orphans, can't you have them privately? Can't you have them privately? Go and do prison ministry now. They will find fault. It's only prison that they are going to. They are going to share food for notice me. Are you sure they are not even using juju? They have taken the destiny of the prisoner. Anything as long as the church is the one doing it, they will find fault. And the believers who are who are unintellectually on spiritually, uh, on intellect, I don't even know the word to use for you, who lack wisdom spiritually are joining them because you have a cheap keypad and cheap data of 50 Ghana CDs. You have keypad, so you can also contribute your own stupid idea. And what you are not aware of is that you are cleaning the ancient landmark. You are cleaning the ancient part. The same part God gave to Abraham. God gave to Isaac. God gave to Jacob. God said in, in Jesus Christ, I will plant this part and you will follow and your life will begin to work. You are not aware you are cleaning this part off. You are cleaning this part off. You are removing yourself from the parts. So right now you are making some money. You have one nice car and all of that. But what you are not aware, you can have nothing to live for generations. What you are not aware, a trap is waiting for you to retire poor, retire sick. But God is trying to help you to create a path that will save your life. But no, you are the one that is busy. You don't care about God. You don't care about God. A lot of us were never interested in God until we hit the wall of marital turbulence. You were going to church quite all right, but you were not deep in God. God would have told you long ago that, hey, look at this. I think a couple were traveling abroad, and I called and said, come. This is what I see. The country you are going, on, you are going to, this marriage will get divorced. The country you are going to, the marriage will get divorced. Now look at, if it must not happen, Two things, stay back or do this, do this, do this, do this. Uh, what are you saying? We love ourselves. We can fight ourselves. They left, they got divorced and they got there. They traveled, they got divorced. So if they had no visa, they would have still been married. They would have still been married. Or if they have followed instructions, they would have still been married. We don't care. Listen, if you follow God and you are always in trouble, go back and check who you are following. You can follow pastor and be in trouble. You can follow me and be in trouble. Yeah. If I tell you all you need is to follow me, Charlie, I'm a liar. Follow God. You follow God through a man. But that does not mean you should throw God away. You follow God through a man. In following me, you can get access to God. If I block you from following God, I'm not doing you a favor. And it's what we find in a lot of places now. A lot of men of God who shut out people from following God, showing the picture that without us, you can't get to God. It's not true. You can get to God. But understand that even getting to God, God will always send you back to a man. And God will want to be under the leadership of a man. Yeah, you can hear God for yourself now. But hear me. If God, for God to tell you, oh yeah, stop going to church. Stay at home. I want you to become the pastor of yourself. Pray for yourself. Give your offering to yourself. Give your tithe. God will never do it. It will never, 
is true. He will never, no matter what he tells you, he will never do it. God have a structure that he has set. He has a law, a principle he has set. He will never break it. God have all the power to appear right now in Ghana, right? Talk to me. Does God have the power to appear in Ghana now? Just come down to Ghana. Does God have the power? Just, just come out in Ghana or America or Nigeria. God just show up physically. Yes. God has the power. But you know what? God will never do it. <laughs> God will never do it. The reason is because God has set a law and a principle that spirits should not appear on earth. And God has called himself and made himself a, sp a spirit. So God will never do it. So when God wants to appear now, God wants to come to Tracy, God wants to come to Lemo, God will enter me. He came, but he will not come by himself. He will enter me, except it is dream. God will now enter me, or enter God's own, or enter Nanaya. He, can, he will not look for another body, human body to enter. God can come, but he will never come, because he has put a law that only human being can walk on this earth physically. So God will need a body to enter. That is why God now said people he called men of God. They are not God. They are men and they are now of God. And that man, if that man does not walk on himself, if the man was stubborn, after he become a man of God, don't forget the man is there. The man will still be stubborn. If he was a drunkard, if he's not careful, he will still be drinking. He will prophesy. He will come and tell us here the Lord. Your name is uh, Ivy. Um, you have uh, three children. Your husband is this. You will do this. And what he said will be correct. It will manifest. Yet, he will still be a drunkard. Because God only found an available vessel that he can use to do his work. Oh, I had the news. The man of God somewhere uh, did this, did that. He's still a man. But it's not the duty of the man to now submit himself to the tutorship and the change and the transformation of the God that is now using him. Else, God will not continue using him. That is the difference. That is why when you read the story of Balak and Balaam, God spoke through a donkey. It is not in God's law or principle to speak through animals. So God only did it once. It never happened again. So if donkeys have begun to speak every time, we could have said, okay, God have now brought a new law. It never happened again. So for you to wait for your donkey to speak, Charlie, you wait. You wait. So it's a law. It's a law. God walk by laws. God walk by principles. So while you read your Bible, while you claim, claim, because most of us, we are still claiming to be Christians. I'm telling you, you are not a Christian. Come and meet me. I will break it down. I will tell you why you are not a, you are not a Christian. One full week. You have not had one encounter with God. Full week. A Christian, no? A supposed Christian. One full week. You've not had an encounter with God. Seven days, one week. You've not heard that what God told you. Nothing. One month past, you've not heard God. One week past, you've not sat down with your Bible to enjoy fellowship. One week past, you've not stayed in the place of prayer where you actually felt God. One month passed, two months, three months, no instruction. A, the year is starting. What has God told you for this year? Nothing. Oh, our pastor said it's our year of jump by jump. That's all you are running with. 
God, you said to my pastor that this year is our year of next level. Lord, which area is it for me? Which area? For me, dear, I want next level in my career, in my final. But Lord, what are you saying? What are you saying? In this word, what do I do to tap into this next level? You said this month is the month of help. Father, me, I want financial help. But Lord, what do you want for me this month? You will stay in the prayer. In fact, listen, if it takes you to pray from on the first till on the 30th for God to speak, on the 31st, God will do what he told you. When he sees your diligence, one day, one day can give you what 30 days cannot give you. One day can give you what 30 days cannot give you. What, what, what are you saying? What do I do? Is there something me personally? Oh, pastor, I've said that we should fast this month. Pastor, I've said that I told you this month. One of the things God told me strongly this month is don't gossip anybody this month. I don't know why. He told me from last month. He tell them, don't discuss anybody. Don't allow anybody bring any topic concerning anybody. Shut the person up. Walk out. And do you know, somebody said, somebody walk out. That's what God told me. He said, this month, I don't know why. It could be somebody's about to enter a trouble. It could be somebody blessing will be stopped. It could be, but God said, this month, don't entertain any discussion and don't start any about anybody. Don't. That's what God said. For you, that word now could even be because of one person, two persons, three persons. For you, what has God told you this month? You see fake believers everywhere, roaming left and right, looking for prophecy up and down, looking for miracle, and it's not coming to pass. It's not coming to pass. It's not coming to pass. I believe in the result. That's the reason why I choose to sit down with God to find out what do I do? And listen, you can never find miracles outside instructions. It's not true. You will never find a miracle without instruction. It's not true. It's not true. Never. When I mean never, never. You want to part the Red Sea, Moses, you must bring your rod. You want a wine, you must bring water for us to turn the water into wine. Madam Widow, you want to pay your debt. What is the oil you have in your house? You must bring the oil. Madam, the last food you have for you and your son to eat and die, you must bring it to Elijah so that you and your son and Elijah will eat the food. Then I will multiply. Blind man, you want to see? Okay, take up your bed and walk. Go and wash your eyes. Instructions. Mary, do you want to become the mother of Jesus? Okay, no intercourse for you. Stay a virgin. Don't allow a man to sleep with you. I will do it. But we just want the roller coaster, the easy access, the free access. And we, we keep going back and forth. Your life can change this year. Your life can change this year. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm betting on the word and in the, in the integrity of God. Your life can change this year. You can find principle. It's not amen. It's not amen. Find principle. It's not amen. We'll not change it. No, it won't. I receive. We'll not change it. No, it won't. Find principles. Sit on them. Sit on principles. How often do you pray? How long do you pray? How often do you fast? How long do you fast? Who, who instructs you? Who is the man of God that tells you do and you do? Most of you, you like pastors who tell you the things you like. 
not the one that can discipline you. So you have a bad character, you have a weakness, you are somebody who is a church, active church worker, still dating a married man. So you are under where they cannot tell you to stop it. That's the kind of environment you enjoy. The moment you come to a place where they touch your pride, where they touch your ego, where they touch your stubbornness, you will, you will run away. You will never stay there, you will leave. You will never stay in such church. The one where you can misbehave, everybody, where you become the superman, you will fail. It's not a curse, it's a, it's a principle. You will fail. You will fail. Your pastor cannot talk to you. Your pastor does not even know the things you do. You have nobody you are accountable to. The only people that can talk to you are those who listen to you rather. You are the one that tell them what to know. You will fail. I have four people, I have begged them. One is enough, but to make it extreme, I have begged them, please, sir, be watching me. I am not good. I am a risk to myself. I'm not good. I'm not perfect. Be watching me. If you see me make mistakes, sir, call me to order, please. If you see me go wrong, call me to, I beg you, I beg you, call me to order. There are people who, if I post things of, on my WhatsApp status, some are watching me. They will use their private mode. Some are watching me. They will show me that they are watching. I'll just receive an invoice. Son, that thing you posted is wrong. Remove it. So I simply, I simply put some post. I remove it. Somebody, I have a monitoring spirit over my life. They have, that thing is wrong. They will not begin to explain to me. That's not how it works. This is supposed to be so, supposed to be so. Okay, sir. Yes, sir. And it keeps me in check. One of my daughter, I won't call her a stranger. Daughter, she have run away now. Me, I will look for her. Suddenly, she came, she was got, she got pregnant out of wedlock, and I got angry after flogging her. I pampered her, supported her, took care of her, prayed. So she cannot give birth and all of that. Um, umbilical cord is what, what, what. I don't know what they said. Tied a baby's neck. We prayed, laid hands. Baby came out fine and all of that. And I said, okay, try and get a job. Get focus. Avoid guys now. Okay. Suddenly, I saw she had posted a pornographic picture on her status. I know she wasn't aware I saved her number. Pure naked picture. Was it picture? No, a video. A porn video. Not a picture. She had posted a porn video on her status. And I said, you that they just gave one zero, and now the guy ran away, your mother is not answering you, your father is not answering you, nobody is helping you. We have to gather money literally for you to be able to give birth. You already the one posting new again. What you are doing now? Whether you are intentional or not, what you are doing now, there are guys watching your status, you are telling them the kind of person you are, and the next person who will pregnant, who will pregnant you, they are coming. I blasted her. I blasted her. She removed it. Since then, she ran away. She ran away. If I can't watch you, I can't tell you what is wrong. How am I helping you? Some of them now, they have blocked me on, the, on their status. I don't see it again. They have blocked me. Me, I'm looking at them. I'm looking at them. Listen. Instead of you to run, anywhere you realize that you have been instructed, you have been rebuked, can I give you a wise counsel? 
Anywhere you realize you are being instructed, you are being rebuked, it might be painful. Please draw closer. The person might shout on you, beat you, do anything, but you realize that what the person is telling you is true. Please draw closer. Yes. That's your only security for life. That's the only way you can be safe. Draw closer. Let them beat you the more. Tomorrow you will be glad. Tomorrow you will be glad. You will be glad. But the moment you run, you see that thing you run from? You see that thing you run from? You will do it again. And by this time, it's going to happen to the place of your destruction. Yeah. Some will happen where you will lose your marriage. Some will happen when you will lose your job. I was talking to a very beautiful young lady yesterday. She reached out to me and was telling me, Pastor, look at, look at, look at, look at. I said, now I know why Satan pushed you away. Sister, it's true. This thing wouldn't have happened if I was close to you. I said, I wouldn't physically, spiritually. I will not. I was holding her together, holding her pulling. I saw this thing coming. Suddenly, she began to listen to what somebody said, what somebody said, what somebody and pulled up. And right now, she told me, the exact words that say, Pastor, sir, please, if it's seed, I will sow. If it's fasted, I will do. If it's prayer, I will do. If it... But at this point, your seed cry does not work again. At the point where she, if I collect her seed now, I'm cheating her, the seed will not work. It's not seed. All you need now is to get back to God on mercy and find the right path. When you would have sown the seed, it has passed. If I collect your seed now, I just collect the seed, I just chop your money, or the seed will work for somebody. But this case now, seed will not do anything. It won't. It won't. So most of us don't want to be rebuked. Most of us don't want to be instructed. You rebuke somebody now, they will get angry. Why will you be talking to me like that? Why will you rebuke me with a loud tone? You should have said this much more. Why will you rebuke me with... You are not serious. You are not serious. You are not serious. Please, oh, be accountable. Look for people you'll be accountable to. You want to go far. That's the, the concept of mentorship and spiritual fatherhood. It's not by having somebody who can prophesy big. It's not by having somebody with a big name or a big church. It's not by having somebody who just have one flashy car or can dress and have some nice beers. And, no, that's not the concept. No, 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 no. It's who you can report yourself to. Report what you are ashamed of, you can never tell anybody. Who you can need them to tell. Look at oh, I, I, I just aborted. I just, I should have told you, but I just committed abortion. I'm sorry, sir. You see, as heavy, as heavy as that thing is, you should be able to have somebody you can surrender yourself to on that manner. I just fornicated. I just committed adultery. I I I I don't you I don't know what happened. It's not a good statement, but okay, that can help to start. I don't know what happened. I just committed adultery. I just lied. I just ate my tithe. I don't know what happened. I have a seed I was supposed to sow. I, I ate it. I just slapped somebody. I be you must you should have people you you can be. You see, most of you, you the reason why you are not moving forward, you're hiding your sin. Yeah, there's nobody you can tell your sin. So it's you and God. Yeah, but there's a point where Satan can leverage on your weakness. He will trap you in it. Oh, Father, I'm sorry. I fornicated again. Father, I'm sorry. Father, <laughs> you will pray sincerely. You will pray genuinely. Cry out to God fast. You will not do it again. You will cry. After two weeks, you do it again. 
If two weeks is more, two months, you will do it again. One year, you will, you will repeat it. You will repeat it. For the moment you submit yourself to someone, you will be accountable to. Charlie, you will be living like there's an eyes watching you. That when you are wrong, whether the person is there or not, the person is away or not, you will be the one to go, sir. I'm sorry, you. I know you will beat me, but I'm sorry. Look at what I did. One day, you people don't know why I love Mrs. Sikao. You don't know why. She did, she came. Something happened. And she was like, oh, pastor, the husband is a very nice man. Mr. Bolo does not have your time. So there was something the husband wanted her to do. And she didn't do it the way the husband wanted her to do it. So the man wasn't happy, but the issue had already passed. So we we're talking about it. She now mistakenly brought it up. We were talking about something that she now brought it up and continued. I said, stop, go back. Did you say that you this thing happened, this thing like this? Yeah, yes. It's like uh, last week, oh, already passed. I said, no, go back home now. Go back to your husband, kneel down and say, sorry. Sir, but look at this thing. I'm right now. Look at this way. I said, I know. Look at what you look at. I said, you are right. I said, okay. I said, go back home, kneel down and say, sorry. But sir, it's already passed. We have already, I said, I know. But go back home, kneel down. Then say sorry. She was confused. She said yes, sir. And she left. But the way she walked sluggishly, I said, come back. You won't only go and say sorry. I added another thing to the assignment. I said, when you go back, go back and do it this way. She said yes, sir. She has to walk faster because you know if she if she delay again, I will add something next to it. I will not be a like money. If we delay too much, that we add seed to it, you not seed. So since then, she said to me one day, he said that this my husband used to do, I will do this way, but knowing that I must report myself to you, and knowing that you will not, you will never support me, I don't do it again. Me, I will never support you, even if you are right. I won't. Ah, you and your husband is having friction. You are my daughter. You are right. I was, even if you are right, not wrong, go. Even if you are right, me, I won't support you. If your husband still come, if he is wrong, I will still fire him. I don't, I don't want to raise idiots. I don't want to raise idiots. I want to raise people who are cultured and principled. People who we can call Christians indeed. Christians indeed. One of the greatest risks of a person is having a mentor, you cannot report, you cannot be confident enough to report yourself to number one. Number two, having a mentor who is not rebuking you. The person does not mean well for you at all. No, 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 no. It's not true. The person does not mean well for you at all. The person doesn't mean well for you. And I tell ministers most of the times, one of the greatest character of a minister must be secrecy. One of the greatest character of a minister must be that you must be able to keep secrets. A lot of people are looking for who they will trust with their weaknesses, but they are afraid that somebody will use it to preach. They are afraid that somebody will use it to preach, which is very wrong. Very wrong for a minister. Very wrong. Very wrong. That is why you must take out your time, make a discovery, find. It's a discovery. You don't just wake up and put your head anywhere. It's a discovery. Find it. Find it. Let me tell you the truth. 
There are levels of weaknesses, level of sins. You will never be able, you will never be able to overcome on your own. Some you've passed it, but the guilt is still there. Some you've passed it, but the devil, the guilt is even gone. But you realize that since that thing happened, you have not been progressing. Since that thing happened, your prayer life is dead. What happened is that in the realms of the spirit, the devil have now recorded an archive for you and trapped you in that your weakness. So you need deliverance. And you can't be delivered by any just anybody, um, sir, I cannot pray, pray for me. No, what happened? You must be exposed. What happened? Yeah, that is where they will not know, okay, the kind of spirit at work, the kind of demon trailing you, to know how to expel it. To know how to expel it. If not, they will just be there going for prayer to prayer about one particular problem and nothing is changing. A pastor brought me somebody and said he has prayed, 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 prayed. Nothing is working. So I was praying. I was sensing strongly in my spirit that there's something the person did wrong to make the problem. I said, Madam, what did you do? He said, nothing. It's not possible. There's something wrong in this thing. He said, nothing. I didn't know that she didn't want to tell the pastor because she had told the pastor something before and the pastor went to use the thing to preach. Mention her name. Use it to preach. This is not a rebuke now, but it was more like a mockery because the pastor was careless. So I told the pastor, please excuse us. What's the problem? She now opened up, began to talk. I said, okay, now I know what's wrong. Look at what is wrong. Look at what the devil is leveraging on. Look at, because the devil will always thrive on the strength of secrecy. The devil will always run on that part of secrecy. As long as you can keep it secret, the devil is happy. And that is what he will use to kill you. As long as you can keep it secret, the devil is happy. He will support you, give you ideas. He will give you ideas on how to keep it more secretive. But that is what the devil will use to kill you. So we prayed, and she was fine. And the pastor came, called me later. What happened? What did she say? I said, nothing. No, I know she told you something. I know. I, did, I said, are you fine? Are you, are you happy she's here? Yeah. I said, forget whatever she said. She didn't say anything. See, now the pastor is angry with me. He's angry with me. Me, I won't mind him. If you like it, she don't call me again. Me, I won't call him again. What matters? Somebody's life is saved. And she has moved on with her life. Case closed. So, you must find a system of accountability. You must build a system of accountability. If you are not doing it for yourself, I don't know what you are doing. You will fast, you will pray, you will do everything you are doing to realize there's no progress in your life. Some of you, some things you are spending money on. If you have somebody mentoring you, they will tell you that this thing, don't do it. Don't do it. I had a time I wanted to buy a car. And I spoke to a mentor of mine, I said, don't buy a car. Don't buy a car. Go and do, put this money in this thing. Put this money in this. I said, yes, sir. And I left the car. I went to put the money there. And today I'm happy I did it. Today I'm happy I did it. A time came, I wanted to buy a very big car. I went to a mentor. I said, I want to buy the kind of car. I said, don't try it. It's a waste. Don't try it. The maintenance is more than the, the usage. Don't try it. You will get it, but it's not the time. Do this, do this, look for a car on this range and get for yourself. And I said, yes, sir. And I went to do it. So most of us are broke. What's her name? God's favor. She's here. 
She, she have an assignment every month. She will bring me list of her expenses. Every she knows by fire by force, by fire. I'm not sure there's, there's nobody can bring. So she's the only one I'm bringing that to her. She's the only one. She will bring me the list of her expenses. She she does not have choice. So tomorrow you ask me why I love her more than I love you, because she has a more discipline than I than you. And I've told her by December, there's an amount of money I must see in her account. If I don't see it, she's in trouble. In one year, if she does not own at least a plot of land, I will seize her salary for six months. I will do it. She knows me. In one year, if she does not own a plot of land, I will seize her salary for six months. I will seize it. This guy will be collecting the money. Six months, collect it, remove tight. I will collect my tight, give the rest. So all those things she will spend the money on, she's not supposed to spend money on. Let me see how she will spend it. Six months, we will hold the money, then go and deposit the money on the land. Six months, I will seize the money. Since the car will hold the money, we'll go and put the money on the land. If it's not complete, I will keep it until another one is added. Your life can work. The problem is that, you see footballers, when they get to a serious level, they have a manager. You see musicians, when they get to a level where they become serious, they have a manager's. But you see human beings who don't want to be managed. And yet, they are claiming they are broke. They are claiming they are, I don't know why my spiritual life is up and down. Who is monitoring you now? And don't forget, they pay their manager. So God's favor, you will start paying me very soon. They pay their manager. So me, I'll start collecting money from God's favor very soon. Not that and offering, different salary. Listen, your life can work, oh. I'm telling you the truth. Your life can be so productive. Your life can be so fruitful. Accountability. Everyone say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I pray this morning. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I pray this morning. Anyway, anywhere, I've disobeyed you. Knowing or knowingly, show me mercy this morning. Anyway, you have told me what to do, and I disobeyed, and I ignored. I receive mercy this morning. I receive mercy this morning. Show me mercy, Lord. Where you have told me what to do, I did not hear. I was ignorant of it. I was disobedient. I was naive. Oh God, show me mercy. Whether you spoke through a prophet or you spoke to me directly, oh God, show me mercy. Go ahead and pray. There are some of you listening to me right now. A prophet had told you this is what God said you should do and you thought he wanted to use you. Yeah. Yeah, because you've heard that some prophets use people in that manner. So you thought they want and you run away. Some of you, a lot of you are like that. You run away. I remember a lady who went to meet a very popular prophet in Nigeria. And the prophet told her, say, look at look at look at what you should do. God said, give a seed of a hundred thousand naira. She left the meeting before they closed and said the man is a fake prophet. Eight years later, the problem she was looking for solution was still there. She met another prophet. Prophet said, You met a prophet eight years ago, and he told you that this is what God said you should do. He said, God said you, you will do that same thing. Now you will add another 100% to it. That is what your freedom is tied to. Now she's doing it after eight years of pain, after eight years of trouble. She's now doing it 200%. She did it immediately. She got a miracle. And the lady said, I didn't know I was stupid or this one. Most of you have run. One man of God have told you fast, pray, 
I'm not saying they told you bad thing, no. Told you to come and come sleep in the cemetery. That one is not part of God's instruction. They've to give you the right instruction. Fast, pray, sacrifice. No, you ran off. Say what? You want to mugu me? You want to chop my money? How much do you have? I don't know, but me, if I want to do scam in the air, I want to do scam. I want to do scam. I'm not sure it will be less than $50,000, 100000 Yeah. I can't lie for $10,000 right now. I can't lie. $10,000, $20,000. I can't lie for I know I can't. If I want to now lie, I choose to now lie. Then I have to be waiting for $50,000, it's more crap. $100,000, $200,000, one million dollars. Uh -huh. I should be lying for that. They say you should give a seed 1,000, 5,000, 10,000. They say they want to scam you. Poverty mentality, that's it, nothing else. Poverty mentality. That's why I like praying for rich people. They don't have problems. They don't to give. They don't think twice. Because they know that it's not about the money. But you see the one that is gathering, that is not squeezing one ten CDs. They like to give two CDs. Tell you that you want to move me. Come on, let's pray and ask God for mercy. Let's ask God for mercy. Father, mercy. Some of you, God has spoken to you directly, not a prophet or anybody. You, God told you by yourself, you disobeyed him. Lord, show me mercy. Lord, show me mercy. Lord, show me mercy. Lord, show me mercy. And in any way you've spoken to me and I've disobeyed you, show me mercy and bring me back, oh God. Show me mercy and restore me. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Oh, Lord, come 